the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I are delighted to have you join us. And we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics in the first segment. I call this food court. Interesting, delicious lawsuits that generate over preparing comfort food. And this lawsuit comes to us over a dispute about how long it takes to prepare macaroni and cheese. Oh, yes. Everybody loves mac and cheese. We know all the kinds of different ways to make it. And I mean, Larry, what is your favorite way to make mac and cheese? Do you like it with lots of cheese? Do you put in different types of seasonings? Do you mix in certain different things? What's your favorite? I probably don't eat it as much as I'd like to. I know they sell it at some of the big stores, and my daughter eats it a lot. Um, I would probably, I'm into speed. I like microwaves, so this lawsuit is actually very much on point to uh, my concerns as well. I like fast food and to get it over with and get on with my day. Aha. Okay. So mac and cheese, apparently, if I'm hearing you right, is not just about the delicious texture and taste, but also about the ease with which we can whip it up. Well, as you say, this begs the question, this lawsuit, how much is your time worth? Because according to a woman in Florida, the extra time she has spent preparing mac and cheese is pretty much in contradiction to what the box promises. The box falsely claims it's ready in three and a half minutes. But I guess, according to the complaint, it's not. And it's a class action she's bringing, and she is suing for, wait for it, $5 million. That's right, class action lawsuit against Kraft Heinz. Now, uh, this is really, at its core... Uh, a false and misleading advertising claim, Larry, is it not? Oh, definitely. It's, it's, that's the claim for sure. They filed it in Florida. I believe they filed it back on November 18th of uh, this year. And uh, that's what it's for. And I, I know even the attorney was getting a lot of flack. Are you really going to file a lawsuit for that much money for such a, what would some would consider a, a very small thing? And uh, so he, he said, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it. And uh, and you can actually pull up the whole complaint online if you wanted to look at it. But, yeah, it's, it's just one of those amazing things. 
Well, you know, Larry, I, I love to argue both sides of issues like this. So obviously some people look at this and say, oh, it's frivolous. You know, they're better, better time. The courts are they're spending their time better. I don't know how many people wouldn't uh, love to be on that jury if they're going to be doing a taste test. But just for the sake of argument, I mean, you, when you look at whether or not a claim has merit, you're going to have to look at the statements that a company makes and then compare them with reality because false advertising is false advertising. It doesn't matter if it's Uh, macaroni and cheese, you know, um, lobster, beef wellington, whatever it is, um, it has to basically be what it claims to be. And one of the interesting things in this lawsuit that was stated is, you know, we in this day and age, we're trying to stretch the dollar. I mean, we're, we're really taking a hit at the gas station, at the grocery store. And so obviously we're going to want to make our, our dollar last as long as it can. And mac and cheese has always been something that's not only delicious, but affordable. So one of the things the lawsuit claims is, you know, we look at bold statements of value is what they say when selecting groceries. And when you do, when you look at that, and when you look at not only the amount it supposedly takes to make, you have to factor in things like, well, you have to open the box and then the seasoning and how hard is it and how hot is your microwave? I mean, what about that, Larry? I mean, there's there's this sort of a reasonable accommodation issue, um, which would be sort of the other side of the coin is when you buy a product, isn't it obviously inherent in the cooking procedure that it's going to take some people longer than others. I mean, if you're a great cook, you can probably, you know, use two hands and and get this thing done in, in exactly three and a half minutes. But if you're not used to cooking mac and cheese, it's going to take you a little longer, right? Yeah. Her name is Amanda Ramirez, and she had the expectation that the product would be ready to eat in three and a half minutes from the moment it was in its unopened state to the moment it was ready to be consumed. But she claims the labeling should take into account the additional preparation required before and after cooking the product in the microwave for three and a half minutes, including removing the lid and the cheese sauce pouch, adding water to the fill line and stirring it, and then waiting again after the product comes out of the microwave oven. So she's adding in all those extra things. I don't know. If I was on the jury, Wendy, I'm not sure I would follow along. So Larry, have you ever had uh, fiery Cheetos mac and cheese? I'm willing to bet the answer is no. So this product goes for about 50 cents at some different types of stores. They sell it at, you know, places like Walmart and even grocery stores, etc. And a lot of people choose mac and cheese, not for the amount of time it takes to cook, but for the price, <laughs> let's just face it, for the taste. So, you know, lawsuits like this really represent more than simply any one particular product. They stand for the broader proposition that, you know, um, you should basically have what you pay for. But when you talk about claims such as, well, gosh, you know, should the should there have been one of those disclaimers like you buy when you buy some sort of electronic, it's got that warranty in all the different languages and you open it up and it's like 10 pages. Do we need to have something like that? accompany food products that take into account all of the different permutations of the idiosyncratic ways people choose to prepare food, even if it would be fairly easy if you do it as as directed. And I say that, Larry, because we live in a day and age where people really, they like spicing things up and they cook different ways. They like slow cooking, quick cooking. They have all these different utensils that they use. Can we really say that there is one standard mac and cheese consumer that should be able to rely on this packaging promise of three and a half minutes. 
Yeah, no, I just say that it uh, it almost, I hope they don't have to change the packaging because to have it up there three and a half minutes, I mean, that's good enough for me. And I thought you really mentioned an interesting point, Wendy, about the power of, of uh, microwave ovens. I reheat my coffee a lot. And in some microwaves, a minute is fine to reheat it. And other powerful microwaves, it could actually almost explode the coffee and it's, you know, it's all over the inside of the microwave. So it, there is a huge thing about that. And I would imagine that people that are defending this case would want to go in and check out the power of her microwave oven, perhaps. But it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't find it offensive at all. I mean, it's close enough. And uh, I, 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 truthfully, I, I buy a product at a, a big superstore here in Southern California, and I, it says it takes a minute to heat it. You leave it inside the packaging, but every time I have to take it out of the packaging and reheat it another minute to make it hot enough to really tastes good. And so what, am I going to go sue them? No, of course not. I like that food and, and I can live with that. But well, here's the interesting um, component to these types of lawsuits. And again, it's a broader issue. Uh, time is money. Absolutely. Plain and simple. Yes. And if we are on the run, if we have a schedule, if we get a condensed lunch break or whatever the circumstances may be, we got to go pick up our kids from daycare, all the different ways in which people budget time, quite literally, uh, in order to have the uh, the ease to prepare something really fast, you could see how it would translate into a monetary value, as appears to have happened here. Yeah. So that, that's the thing is everybody says, show me the damages. And yes. I would say that too as a lawyer, so would you. Yes. That might be the route yes. that these kinds of lawsuits would, uh, would be able to have the damages. Exactly. So um, that would be, I suppose, uh, one potential direction for this. But, Larry, don't most of these kinds of lawsuits settle? Uh, well, I, I think they do. I, I, I think of the um, – this is not t- quite the same thing. But do you remember that coffee incident at McDonald's? This woman bought the hot coffee. Oh, which, sure, which, the hot I, coffee And incident. it spilled on her yes. lap, and it caused – third degree burns perhaps it was and she got a lot of money for that that's a little bit different i suppose but um i think they probably do settle i think what you you would know better than i wendy isn't it like 95 percent of cases settle out of court before you know, i don't know i haven't run the statistics okay. but i can say it's probably most cases settle outside of court um the mcdonald's hot coffee lawsuit was absolutely iconic for its d- the degree of damage i mean this was an older woman she spilled the coffee right between her legs i mean it was a terrible fact pattern but the outcome of that led to a lot of the styrofoam mugs now saying attention coffee is hot people say oh that's silly why do we need to be reminded of such obvious things well we do And it's a built-in protection for the company as well. But danger is different than convenience. And it's just an interesting, you know, here as lawyers, we can talk about it all day long. But I know for all of our listeners that love mac and cheese, um, keep in mind that maybe some of your favorite products, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, whatever it is that cooks up quickly, maybe those are guidelines. Maybe those are guidelines. And maybe we want to just take that extra time if we want to make sure everything is done to perfection. And then, you know, even if you think you only have 10 minutes, you know, maybe you choose something that you know for sure based on past experience is only going to take 10 minutes. And if it doesn't, budget more time. These are sort of practical workarounds to avoid being a plaintiff in a lawsuit like this. Right. And as the lawyer said in this case, deceptive advertising is deceptive advertising, period. And that's kind of the bottom line of this whole thing. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see if it goes to trial. We'll see what the jury says if it goes that far. But it sure is interesting, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's interesting because as consumers, uh, as consumers with the inflation, what it is, a lot of people are really budgeting as to what to buy at each store. Um, I know everybody I know is not only cutting coupons, but noticing, and this is really kind of great news. I always like to be the silver lining. There are some products, Larry, I don't know if you've noticed this, that have not gone up in price. So uh, I guess that's the the saving grace uh, of all of this. So mac and cheese may or may not be one of them. I guess maybe the that'll depend on the outcome of this lawsuit. So don't touch that dial. We are going to transition from comfort food to a very credible guest who's going to be joining us to talk about some very good conversation. So that's the transition, Larry. Comfort food to conversation. They go hand in hand. You're listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. Don't touch that dial. We will be back in a flash. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick. And as promised, we have a terrific guest for some great conversation. For the second half. Larry, who do we have on the line? Nick Adams is an internationally renowned speaker, lecturer, presidential appointee, political commentator, best-selling author, and a friend of our show. He's just come out with a new book titled The Most Dangerous President in History, published by Post Hill Press and distributed by Simon & Schuster. And we're lucky to have him on the program tonight to discuss his new book. Thank you for joining us tonight, Nick. So good to have you. Good evening, guys. It's always a pleasure to join you. Thanks for having me. Hey, Nick, before we get into discussing your new book, I understand you run an organization called the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness, FLAG for short. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? FLAG is the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness, as you point out, Dr. Wendy. We are an organization that is all about teaching civics and promoting the American dream in K-12 schools and among K-12 students. We do it three ways, through classroom visits, resources, educational, for parents, grandparents and students, and also through professional development training for teachers where we teach teachers how to teach civics the way that it used to be taught. So we make sure that young Americans understand what it means to be an American, that they're taught Americanism, and that they have the confidence to defend the United States and her values when challenged, which unfortunately in today's world is inevitable. Nick, you've said that Americans still think of Joe Biden as an average guy who supports the working class. But in reality, he's carried out a destructive agenda against our entire system of freedom. Can you give us some examples of what you mean by that? Well, look, where do you really begin with Joe Biden? He is just absolutely terrible, whether it is his uh, dementia, his clear cognitive decline, whether it's the evil people that are running the show for him behind the scenes. Uh, as I say in my book, The Most Dangerous President in History, Joe Biden is exactly where Democrats want him. C 
senile and in the White House. When you look at the actions that he's taken, whether it's ending the Keystone Pipeline, uh, all of that stuff has been absolutely terrible for everyday Americans. Every part of our life has been impacted. Every part of our life has been weakened or worsened or we're less better off. And uh, it's precisely because of the ideology of Joe Biden and the people behind Joe Biden. And that's why I wrote this book, to make sure that people really understand just how bad this guy is. Uh, The Biden crime family is the most corrupt political family in U.S. history. That's the truth. If you look at uh, Joe Biden's brother, if you look at Joe Biden's son, uh, when we look at we look at all these things in the book, and it, it is just I mean Joe Biden likes to portray himself as the nice all American guy from Scranton, Pennsylvania, but nothing could be further from the truth. You know, Nick, when you look at part of what I suppose both Democrats and Republicans complain about, there's a little bit of commonality in that perhaps uh, President Biden isn't addressing the very practical issues that Americans care a lot about. And there's some concern that when the House takes out, when the Republicans take over the House, they're going to chase down committees, members and, and really put together task forces to examine things like Hunter Biden's laptop, whether or not Joe Biden committed crimes, et cetera. And in all of that analysis, given what the people really want nowadays, which is to be able to afford gas and groceries, they don't want to choose between heating and eating. I mean, all the different things this this wintertime season that, that we're um, coming up on. How much do you think um, that the American public is focused on whether or not the president and or any of his family members have committed crimes or, or even ethical lapses? Is that something front and center to the voters? Look, it's a great question, Dr. Wendy, and the answer is that I think a lot of people are not focused on it, and that's for a number of reasons. Number one, the media has been running a protection racket for Joe Biden over the last almost half a century. They have carefully crafted this narrative and protected it about Joe Biden being this working-class guy from Scranton. Uh, They obviously worked in cahoots with the Democrats, uh, the media did, and social media tech people at the time in covering up the Hunter Biden laptop story that could, I think, have altered the uh, race in 2020 significantly, and that was deliberately pushed under the carpet, swept under the carpet by people that were carrying water for the Biden administration and were so desperate to try and get rid of uh, then-President Donald J. Trump. Uh, So, look, I think people every day are more concerned about how much they're spending on their gas, filling up their car, their groceries, inflation is biting. It's it's a very, very tough time to be American. And, uh, uh, you know, Biden's family's corruption is something that, of course, is very important, but I don't think front and centre of people's minds because they are hurting with those real-life issues that they care about for them and their family, and also because so much of it has been concealed, and I think a lot of Americans don't even know what to think anymore, given that only one side seems to be talking about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, and he's getting cover from 
variety of swamp-like figures. Right. Hey, Nick, in your book, The Most Dangerous President in History, you talk a lot about the border. Why do you think the Biden administration is, in my mind, purposely leaving the southern border open to undocumented migrants, human traffickers and cartels that are flooding our cities with the deadly drug fentanyl? Well, look, I think open borders is part of the uh, postmodern left philosophy and ideology. I think a lot of it has got to do with the fact that they are about demographic change. It is about winning elections, and they figure that the more that they can change the United States of America through demographics, demographics that they clearly believe are more likely to favour them than Republicans, that's what they're doing. Uh, It plays in well, it fits well with their identity politics uh, tactic that, that is so enmeshed in everything that they do. It's part of this whole woke situation that we have here and uh, making letting all these different people come in is is a way I think of, of virtue signaling and keeping that wokeness going and uh, further bolstering the division of identity politics of this this separatism that the left really are invested in completely in every single way both ideologically as well as tactically. So I think that explains a lot of it. The fentanyl situation is just beyond words, dreadful, horrible. And, uh, you know, it's incredible that we we even have the White House press secretary openly lying, a bald-faced lie, when she says that President Biden visited the border. I mean, it's almost like we're in a post-truth world here. You know, the and I, I know he was at the border, but it was a long time ago. Um, but there, the very practical question that I always have when I listen to these news reports about how many people are coming in a day. And now that we've done away with the weight in Mexico policy, how many more? Nick, as a practical matter, where do we put these people that are coming over? Well, I mean, if you go and talk to anybody in those border cities, they'll tell you that uh, they're they're at, they're at full capacity. It's full house. Right. Uh, they yeah. can't they can't deal with it. We don't have the infrastructure for it. Um, so it's going to it's already a problem, but it's only going to become more and more of a problem. I think as time goes by, uh, we're only seeing now. This is only the it's hard to believe, but this is only the second year of Joe Biden's administration. By the end of the fourth. Uh, this is going to be even more significant than what it is now. And the truth is that while the United States of America is a big place, I don't believe that we have the infrastructure. Uh, I think already a lot of it is ageing, a lot of it is, is more fragile than what we might think, and having this added pressure is 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 not a good thing and on top of that not just the physical infrastructure but i mean the police our medical services i mean all of these things are matters that must be considered must be kept in mind when when dealing with this situation nick we we'll have about two minutes left but quickly how do you think about biden's policies towards china and ukraine could that be improved well, without a doubt. I mean, I think China is having a lunch here at the moment. It's incredible that 
China inflicted this this pandemic on the world and they have paid no price whatsoever. Uh, my greatest regret, and I have many, about Donald Trump no longer being the president of the United States is that I, we really needed somebody to make China pay uh, all of those lives that were lost in the pandemic, all of those businesses that were hurt, all of that stuff that we had to endure for you know, almost two years. And to be honest, it still goes on even now. Um, it, it's it's incredible that China has gotten away with scot-free. Joe Biden's not doing anything at all to hold China to account. China is increasingly hostile with its neighbours, with Taiwan, with other other things. It's Nick, ambitions we, very clear. we're up against a hard break. Let me just thank you so much for joining us and a really interesting conversation on every single one of those topics. We hope you'll come back and uh, join us again. Yes. Yeah. The most dangerous president in history by the book, folks. Great book. <laughs> thank you to our listeners for joining us. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. And please join us next week for more of Today with Dr. Wendy. Headlines with a silver lining. Have a great week and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.